Welcome to the Trail Ahead. I'm your host, Trail Echo. This program is brought to you by the Fortune Drunk Co-op. I'm sitting here with today's guest, um, a homie of mine that I consider a homie that I've known by proxy since I was little. We grew up, what, three houses away from each other? Like three blocks. Three blocks. <laughs> three blocks. I was young, younger back then. Uh, but uh, So I've kind of known you by proxy. We ended up in a similar education development professional training program right when COVID started together. Kind of became homies then, and I've done a few things together. This is my guest, Shane Roy. I'm the son of Marlene Gray Eyes, mm-hmm. Danny Roy. My mother is a Big Stone Cree Nation member. My dad is Shimsham First Nation member. Where is Shimsham? Uh, it's a kid. Well, he's kids from Kalem, so it's like terrace that. area. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I was born and raised Fort Saint John, uh, Matthews Park area with Trail. Yeah, same neighborhood. I think we always knew each other. Our brothers were close in age. We ended up doing what's called All Roads, which was a pretty pretty mm-hmm. cool program. Came in at the right time. COVID, we weren't doing anything and. Yeah, yeah, I think we've been pretty and then pretty tight. That was like six months, was it? A th- six I think months? it was. Ended up being like four, three, like solid months, and then kind of like up to like four yeah. and a bit. Yeah. So, yeah, we did all roads together. Basically, hanging out on Zoom every day. Yeah. Gaming out a little bit. Yeah. Um, played hockey a little. I've never. I was never officially on your team. Yeah, well, I didn't make the cut. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't make the cut, but I've got to sub in a couple of times for hockey in Taylor and in town. Um, but after we did all roads together, um, I think it was a part of our project of something we wanted to do. Um, yeah, and that was that like youth urban youth night type of thing. Yeah, because um, you've been you're I'm married into Blueberry now, um, and uh, um. And then I know I chatted with Travis here um, quite a few episodes back, but we were talking about gym nights with him. Um, but you were always at gym night. And then uh, I know that was something that I really liked, like Doig versus Blueberry volleyball games back in the day. Yeah. And then I know hockey or floor hockey was way, I don't know, it was way more intense than Blueberry. Yeah. So so it's a long story if you want to learn about how I ended up always in Blueberry. Uh, <laughs> but... But yeah, no, I, I, so grew up in town and mm-hmm. I was always like a little jealous, jealous of the kids on, on the res, you know, they had gym nights, they go hunt and fish and you all that. Right from the backyard. Quad, yeah. So I think I, I didn't really like discover myself and get comfortable being an indigenous man until I was probably like 15. I started like embracing it a little more. Mm-hmm. And then around that time, maybe like 14, Did you 15. start going to Palos then and stuff? Yeah. I've seen it quite a bit of yeah. So my Muslim, my Muslim passed and my family, a lot of my aunties like sobered up then and like they knew they had to do something. So we, they jumped on the board for the Taylor powwow, Spirit of the Peace powwow and kind of right there was part of my identity and part of learning, getting back to my roots, right? Mm-hmm. And then... I don't know. I just started like, you know, I, I got to school and hung out with the native kids. It was, I don't know, something woke up in me and mm-hmm. then I ended up going to Blueberry all the time, catch the bus, hang out with some friends and stay the night there and go to gym night. And yeah, that's how I ended up always at gym night in blue. Yeah. Back when the bus drivers were cool and you could just hop, yeah, take a ride out. I used to do that to Do. Uh, in Do. I got take the bus right from school and like my mom worked there. 
Yeah. But like, I'd go out there and I'd be like, hey, Auntie, like, show up on the bus. She's like, hey, your mom said you weren't coming out today. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I hopped on the bus anyways. Like, <laughs> yeah. can I come stay the night, I guess? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, growing up in town and yeah, being. Would you say you're disconnected until you were about 15, 16 when you're. I was probably disconnected until. Yeah, junior high school. So, like, I, I went to Duncan Yeah. Where you'd see, like, 90% white people. Mm-hmm. Not, probably more. Mm-hmm. I remember there was one other native kid and one black kid, and that's that's all I remember. And then, I don't know, it's hard when you're almost white passing. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not quite white passing, but yeah. Yeah, almost. You can grow a beard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, it's... It's different. It's it's easy. It was almost easy for me to like hang out with like white friends and be not be myself, right? Yeah. And that then when it came to like Dr. Kearney Middle School, there was natives there and it was like different. I was kind of caught in the middle of all of it, like felt. But then also the natives are like, you you're not from the res. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So. Yeah, it was it was a long journey. It's like torn between two worlds. Yeah, exactly. Right, walking between two worlds and kind of not knowing exactly where you fit in. Mm -hmm. Um, But I wouldn't say it was necessarily like I'm not not pouting about it by any means. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I kind of experienced the same thing in elementary because I was like I had white friends during the week because I was like one of two. Native kids in my school, um, uh, well, visibly Native kids in my school. So I had white friends and my one homie there. And then on the weekends, I'd go to Doig, and then I'd be the little white kid that's running around, and everybody called call me. Um, I don't condone the use of the word, but they'd call me a concrete Indian. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, I grow uh, um, um, Do I not belong here? And then that made me question who I was for, like, years yeah. Yeah. until, like, just... I'd probably say like five years ago and I was like, oh, like found drumming and I was like, oh yeah, like this, this is literally the culture that my yeah. grandpa's a part of my grandma, um, on one side. And then I know I really clung on to that, just like finding my identity yeah. within it. Yeah. And I'm like the same way. The biggest difference is my community isn't in close pro- proximity. Yeah. You can me, go right? there so for it's the really, weekend. yeah. Like. So that's why I really connected with like, like blueberry kind of naturally. Yeah. Like I don't know if I I probably embraced them more than they embraced <laughs> me, but you know it's still well. You know I, I still learn were, a lot. I like, thought you were from blueberry until we did all roads together. Well, I have cousins who are from blueberry, right? Yeah. So that's where kind of like the connection happens, I guess. And just you know, you're in town and you want to go to the res. Like it sounds weird, but it's like, man, I wonder what the res is like mm-hmm. actually. And then like you hear about. You know, oh, I went quad in this week, like last weekend. Yeah. And pulled their sleds behind their quads, and my uncle came, and whatever. Like, yeah. And you're like, oh, I was like throwing rocks down the road, and like, I don't know, town's kind of like boring at times on the mm-hmm. weekend, right? And yeah, you can't drive your quad around because you'll get in trouble with the police. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I think that's kind of a natural break. We can yeah. talk more about what it's like in two worlds when you come right back. This is the trailhead brought to you by the 14 Yard Co op.
Welcome back to the Trail Ahead. I'm your host, Trail Echo. This program is brought to you by the Fortune Journal Co-op, and I'm sitting here with my friend, homie, uh, Shane Roy. So we just talked about how we met, how we've kind of known each other for a while, a couple of years, many years, about a decade now. Holy. Um, more than that. Yeah, more than that. Yeah. And then, um, and how we did a program called All Roads Together. So after All Roads ended, um, we got our certificates and stuff. It was dope. Um, we did like our final uh like our final interview type of things and then you got a job offer from them so you work for them now you're a facilitator yeah so it wasn't that quick it was like all roads and then i tried i think i went right into like an environmental contracting gig Mm -hmm. um and then i almost got myself in a bunch of tax trouble (laughs) and then i was just always in touch with justin young and michelle Canada and they and jordan Mm-hmm. Um, and I think maybe I did that for six months ish. Mm-hmm. And then Jordan reached out and he was like, Hey, you, you still working? And I was like, kind of like might be looking for something different. And he offered me a job and I was like, I don't know. It's kind of, it's scary, right? Like mm-hmm. doing something totally different. Like my background is mechanic. Like that's mm-hmm. all I've done since high school. Um, and I was like, are you sure? Like, he's like, yeah, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. So I wasn't very confident about it. Um, did you like just start off small or like just like supporting other facilitators or how did it was? No, it was pretty much uh, a lot of just like kind of shadowing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was more right into like the one on one helping people get to work, helping people get to education, whatever mm-hmm. they want. Um and it was kind of natural, like, I kind of always, like, practice just being as genuine as I can be, and it usually works out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that that was a, that helped me, I think, um, especially when you're trying to break, like, someone's trust barrier, right, and get them to open up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, trying, yeah, you basically, like, make a quick, like, relationship with them so that they trust you, and then, um, like, how... How would you go about coaching people into like, like, would you have to find their interests and like figure out what they want to do? Yeah, it's like, it's honestly, they, they know it all along. It's really just having those conversations and asking them questions about what their interests are. Like, yeah. what do you enjoy about, what do you like to do, right? Nobody has these conversations like naturally. Mm-hmm. So you'll be sitting there and you'll ask someone, okay, what are your interests? And they'll be like, oh, I like... Like, I'm just going to do a random example, okay? I like I like fixing things. I like problem solving. I like vehicles. It's like, oh, maybe I'd like to be a mechanic. It's, you mm-hmm. know, and they kind of figure it out on their own, and that's kind of the goal, right? Like, we want... It's, it's a big part of it is just self-empowerment and, like, discovering yourself. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not a certified, like, counselor or anything, and it just it's a lot of just being there, being an ear, um, and then offering suggestions that they can take or they don't. Mm-hmm. Lots of times they don't, and they figure it out. It's it's really just having someone to talk to. Mm-hmm. Is that what like, a lot of the participants need more? I know that's what I found when I was a part of it, like when we were doing, like the participants and not facilitators of all roads, but it was more, it was like, like it was like a daily support group. And like, yeah. sometimes we didn't talk about, career sometimes we just talked about like the troubles we're having in lives or but then that's also kind of goes along with like 
oh, this is the troubles I'm having. This is the obstacles I'm facing. They go, well, this is somebody else had those same troubles last year and they got over it. And then it just, it was like everybody giving everybody else a helping hand. Yeah, I think, I think that's exactly what it is, right? Just having another, even if it's just a little bit of your support system, like it's just, just having any support. Um, and then there's times where, you know, I, I do have the answer for something and it's, it's awesome. You know, like I got a lot of training I can do, you know, I do lots of different things. I do like driver's training, um, career. I have career, my career development practitioner certificate completed, mm-hmm. which was very beneficial. It's also like a lot, you learn a lot about yourself when you take these things as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, helps me facilitate and present and just general like computer skills as well too. It's, but it's, yeah, it's pretty much just a support, another branch to your support system. Mm-hmm. And I remember I stopped by your house, I think it was last summer. And then you had a bunch of little like 10 horsepower Briggs and Stratton engines. So yeah. you, did, you did like a facilitating workshop on engine building. Like, Well, I do. So there's all roads. So there's a big mother company construction foundation. Yeah. Uh, massive charity um, out of Victoria, BC. They're actually like the top three per- three percentile of like charities. Like they're massive. Oh, and then sweet. All Roads is a branch off there. Yeah. And then there's Skills Ready, which is all trades focused. Mm-hmm. So part of my job is like All Roads and then Skills Ready. And then also a research program that's 2 I'd see in network. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm kind of getting into the Road to Red Seal, which is another kind of like skills ready in a different way it's more for like tutoring and um learning supports for mm-hmm. apprentices just there's a lot of people starting apprenticeships and not completing them mm-hmm. and we're working on how and why why and how we can fix those right so um but skills ready i've skills ready in all roads i've done from the beginning and skills ready is all trades focused we go to schools we Sometimes we'll just talk about the trades and other times we bring projects like the engines or uh, copper bracelets. And mm-hmm. if you go on our website, there's like tons. I haven't done all of them, but it's always a lot of fun. You always find there'll be the kids who usually don't pay attention in school and they're mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, do off in their own world a little bit. Once you get like a hammer or something loud in their hand, they're they're the ones that are usually... 100% focused and loving it mm-hmm. so it's it's really cool especially in like grade eight seven nine you kind of you catch go them. that young oh yeah we do like elementary we'll do some but oh sick i find the most beneficial is like seven eight nine yeah. and then out of high school area because seven eight nine you can get them before they're in they can go to high school and do the trades courses yeah so it's it's cool and Spark it's the interest before yeah like those actual real courses come yeah up. and then they can actually go in and you know get into the mechanics or the carpentry and mm-hmm. come out of high school with level one. Right. Yeah. So, and I've always been like, and I wouldn't teach it if I didn't like, I wouldn't promote it if I didn't actually believe in it. Like, mm-hmm. even though I'm not in the trades anymore, like I, I love the trades. I love the idea of trades. I have that forever and I can go across the country with it. Like mm-hmm. it's, you know, and it gives you like the entrepreneurship option, especially here. You can go the oil field option where you can make, infinity amounts of money and Mm -hmm. or you can go monday to friday and have a home like or work-life balance and yeah Yeah. i know that's what i did after all roads is i went to the oil field and did start an apprenticeship Mm -hmm. and then i think i got like 25 
I don't even remember, like 2,400 hours yeah. towards a welding apprenticeship. But then um, that's kind of, I was lost touch with like a lot of the all roads people yeah. um, and construction foundation people. So then I actually, I, I ended up switching jobs to stay in the oil field, but I switched jobs and then I was still like unhappy with it. But maybe if I had a different support and like just made smaller changes and not like whole career changes, maybe I would have stayed in um, the trades and ended up getting my red seal because I was on the fast track to do it. Yeah. But um, I think I just lost I find I find the biggest thing with like all indigenous youth and myself included is like mentorship. Like I was lucky enough to always have like an awesome mentor through like my whole mechanics. And once I kind of lost that, I was like, uh, I don't even know if I really like mechanic. I think I just enjoyed like the mentorship kind of like father figure, like kind of thing. And yeah, it's like a brotherhood. Like, yeah, like like, all just trying to achieve the same. Yeah. The same goal. You're just doing a little bit different, maybe on different ends of the sites. Yeah, and if you get a journeyman who, like, really loves to teach, like, yeah. like I was lucky I had that guy from Autographics, Fort Motors, like, he, we happened to, like, always be with the same company for, I want to say, like, eight years, yeah. and... Damn, you getting old. Yeah, getting- <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, getting there now. But, yeah, no, I think, like, I don't know, it's... I, I love I love the trades. I love the uh, the idea of a mentorship or someone teaching you, someone yeah. wanted to teach you, and then also not having to deal with student debt mm-hmm. and not so much like book learning as I call it. Yeah, like it's it's all hands on. Yeah, well, ninety percent of it you got to go to school a little yeah, bit. But yeah, you still got to get to school to get your tickets. Yeah, but, but um, I don't know. That's that's what I that's what I like too. Is like the mentorship. Like that's the person I decided to apprentice under. Like, I really looked up to them, and then somewhere along the line, I I didn't stop looking up to them. Yeah. Um, I still do to this day. one of the hardest working people I've ever met. Yeah. But I think I lost track of, like, or it was like I was out in camp for three weeks out of every month yeah. for close to two years. But then I think, I, think uh, uh, I felt disconnected from my culture doing that, just having that time away, being in camp. Being on the wake up, eat, work, eat, go to sleep, and do it again. Like, mm-hmm. I lost track of the reason why I started in the first place. Yeah. And then that's when I kind of decided to change careers. But, um, yeah, I'd like to talk about the cultural ass, or yeah, getting back to culture when we come right back. This is the trail ahead. I'm your host, Trail Echo. This is brought to you by the Fortune Run Co op. Welcome back to the Trailhead. I'm your host, Trail Echo, and I'm here with my guest, Shane Roy. And this is Beaver Word of the Day, but today it's not Beaver Word of the Day. Today is Cree Word of the Day. So my kind of outro word is Nea, which means I'm glad you came in Beaver. But um, we're going to repeat that, but in a different language. Um, Cree language, to be specific. Um, and the Cree word for I'm glad you came or I'm thankful you came is uh shane can you uh we just learned how to say it actually but it uh, translates to i am grateful i am thankful or i am grateful yeah and how do you say that you say it ninan askaman ninan askaman kind of like or, uh, oskaman, oskaman. oskaman so ninan 
Askomen. Yes. So Ninan na Askomen? Sorry. Yeah. Ninan Naskomen is how you say I'm thankful or I'm grateful in Cree. And that is your little bit altered beaver word of the week. Not so beaver, it's the Cree word of the week. This is the Trailhead. I'm your host, Trail Echo. This is brought to you by the Fortune John Co-op. Welcome back to the Trail Ahead. I'm your host, Trail Echo. This program is brought to you by the Fortune John Co-op. I'm sitting here with my friend, Shane Roy. Um, you joined me. We chatted about you, what you do, what you've done. Um, so right now you are a facilitator um, for a few different organizations, but mainly All Roads. Um, if there's any Indigenous youth out there, like we both were at one point, I want to participate in this in this opportunity to learn more or uh, dive into a, a career or explore careers. Um, where can people find access to All Roads? So the first place would be the constructionfoundation.ca website. Um, you can click through there and see all the programs we have. And then you can personally contact me at uh, shane at constructionfoundation.ca. That's my email address. Um, and I check that daily and I respond as quickly as I can. Yeah, so if you want help or guidance or just mentorship from this dude, my homie named Shane, um, send him an email. Uh, check out the Construction Foundation's website. Um, there's a lot of great resources. Um, but I'd like to say thank you for joining me today, Shane. Um, it was lovely to have you on. And I think this is my outro time. So we're going to repeat the Cree word of the day um, because it was a rendition of our outro, which is Senechike Nea. I'm glad you came. This is The Trail Ahead. I'm Trail Echo, and this is brought to you by the Fortune John Co-op.